at the table today, uh, Pastor Wade. Well, I am just so excited to have our two guests. One has, has been here before, but I am excited to have with us for the very first time, Dr. Angelina Brower. She is the NAD, North American Division Health Ministries uh, Director. But uh, I, I, I get to work with her in ministry, the health ministries there. And so we're just excited to have her with us today. And we have our very good friend. We, we might, you know, I, I just love sitting and hearing uh, Dr. Carlton Bird. I, what? I, you know, there, there are certain pastors you sit down, you know, after you preach, I could sit down and hear Carlton Bird preach. He is so inspiring. And I, I'm not just saying that, uh, Doc. Um, you, you really do inspire me. And I just want you to know that we're just glad to have both of you all here with us today. Yeah, that's funny. In, in this in this COVID environment, a lot of us are preaching from home. And, and I'll admit, man, as soon as I'm done preaching, you know, we're on the East Coast. So so central time and 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 uh, Oakwood University, uh, Dr. Bird is always the church. I end up stopping by and catching a good word. So we appreciate the ministries of both of you if you've provided over the years. Um and so we're excited to have you today. So, but what we want to do before we jump in, um, we know that our 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 uh, our introductions don't go don't aren't, aren't exhaustive. But um, we're going to start with Dr. Bauer. We're going to give you. Let's see. I'm going to give you forty. 0.37 seconds to you just tell our audience whatever it is you want to tell them um just share a little uh, shine a light on who you are what you do say hello to mom dad auntie uncle whatever it is you want to do you got 40.7 seconds right now because i just used 0.2 of them go <laughs> all right thank you so much pastor paul and and to all of you thank you for the opportunity to be here with you and what an honor to be sitting next to dr carlton bird sitting next to him on the screen, unfortunately not in the same place, but it's great to be here with you all. I do want to say hi to, I know my husband is watching and perhaps mom and dad and family members too. So um, as you mentioned, I am currently the Health Ministries Director for the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. Prior to this, I worked in Guam for two years as a registered dietitian and um, really, just a year before that, I, I gained my degree from Loma Linda University. So it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to serve the church and to serve our communities working together to bring health and healing and hope and wholeness to, to as many people as we can. This is, I believe, you know, the model of Christ uh, to share hope and wholeness. And so this is just a joy and a privilege to be able to do that. So thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. Amen. That's awesome. In Guam. Well, Dr. Bird, um, not only are you the pastor of the Oakwood University Church in Huntsville, Alabama, you are also the speaker director of the Breath of Life uh, telecast ministries. Um, we're going to give you he's a preacher, so I need to give him half of the time because he's going to take the other end. So we're going to give you 20.5 seconds, Doc. Anything you want to say. <laughs> and I'm you can glad use prophetic time. On, uh, <laughs> the pastor's roundtable. Uh, with you, Pastor Paul, Pastor Wade, Dr. Henry. And what a joy to be on with Dr. Brower today. God bless you. God bless you. Um, I'm excited. Love my wife. And good news. Uh, in a week, she will celebrate her birthday. So I'm glad I'm on today because next <laughs> week I would have been able to be on because I'm with her. So praise God uh, for that. 
uh, my wife and our three daughters. Uh, they are all here today because, you know, one of our daughters is a student at Oakwood, but she's come home for Sabbath dinner today. So praise God. So I'm excited for my wife, our three kids. God is moving. God is blessing. Oakwood Church is growing. Breath of Life is going, growing. The Lord be praised. I preach today, your ladder will be greater than your past. Come on, right so now. It's a great things in the future. Uh, God is going to do some mighty things, and I believe he's using you, brethren, to do a mighty work for him in this conversation, particularly today's as we talk about health and health ministry. Thank you. Praise God. All right. That's exciting to hear. Make sure you give Danielle our love and a happy birthday greeting in advance from us we'll at the it. Pastors Roundtable. Yes, yes, yes. And we listen, I, I'm excited about today's topic. Let's let's get started. Pastor Paul, can you pray? Let's hey, pray let's do it. Let's do it. Let's. All right, Father, we just ask that as we engage this conversation today, that your presence would be in this place and in this space, where we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, listen, we want to start right out the gate. Appreciate you all being on our program today. We're talking about health. And one thing just, just has emerged in the last about 15, uh, 15 years, the concept of the blue zone. In fact, it was highlighted, I remember Winfrey show, Dr. Oz talking about this blue zone in 2005. And these blue zones, they represent areas of the world in which people live longer and better, a higher quality of life. And to our, I don't want to say our surprise because we shouldn't be surprised, but, but I was happy when I found out that Loma Linda, California was identified as one of those blue zones world. And when they looked at it, they realized that most of the population in Loma Linda were Seventh-day Adventists. So this designation generated a lot of inquiry into the lifestyle of Seventh-day Adventists. So what is it about the Adventist lifestyle or the Adventist message that allowed for this designation? You take this. Well, maybe I'll jump in here. And um, I, I like to classify the qualities. Uh, now, you know, the, the Blue Zones Project, when they were doing this analysis, they came up with their own list of things about Loma Linda that made it really unique and created this, this environment that helped people live to, to a very long and healthy life. So I'm, I've classified them into two areas. One is that there are personal behavior and healthy choices that people make on a regular basis. And the other thing is that there are community factors also that, that come together that contribute to individual health. So we really need to look at it from, these are things that I choose to do for myself, my family chooses to do together, but also as a community, we come together to support each other. So, you know, we can think of those individual behaviors as I'm exercising regularly, I eat healthy, um, I, uh, you know, drinking water. And one of the factors that the Blue Zones Project pointed out is that Seventh-day Adventists avoid tobacco, alcohol, and for the most part, other drugs too, you know, those kinds of substances. Um, and, and in terms of the community factors, the Sabbath rest 
came mm-hmm. out wow. as one of the primary mm-hmm. areas or reasons mm-hmm. why Adventists live as long as we do. And these were the National Gra- Geographic. They said it. They said that there's value in the Sabbath rest. So I think that's one of our, our beautiful parts of who we are, part of our, our identity that can be a real joy to share with others. So those are some of the things we, we also see community engagement, community service, the act of serving other people actually gives our own bodies a boost in health. Um, so, so those are some of the keys that we see from what the Blue Zones has identified. Wow, you Sabbath rest, and I'm thinking about my schedule on Sabbath. I have to make some adjustments. Dr. Bird, what do you think about this? I mean, what is it about this Adventist lifestyle or the message that allows for us Praise to live? Praise God. Um, you know, as Dr. Brower said, it, it, it's just a wonderful thing. The message, the Adventist lifestyle, we talk about the blue zones, of course, what was accentuated uh, early on was the blue zone there in Southern California, specifically in the Inland Empire and the Riverside, California area, where a number of our institutions are situated, uh, Loma Linda University, La Sierra University, and whatnot. I currently live in a blue zone, if you will, in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. here Oakland University. Um, I would dare to say my church... Um, we have oh, we have a what we call a nonagenarian club. Wow. And that is a group of people over the age of 90. And I would dare to say we have probably about 40 members who are over the age of 90. And and many of them are still very very active. If it weren't for COVID-19, they would physically be in church. They drive themselves to church. They go shopping for themselves. I mean, they're getting online on the Internet, watching the virtual worship services and experiences. But all of this is a tribute. It is a testament, if you will, to healthy living, to Adventist lifestyle and living the things we promote and project and seek to follow. Be it our diet, be it exercise, be it rest, the Sabbath rest. And it goes back to the point that when God created us, he knew, of course, what he was doing. And because he created us, he knows what's best for us. And I can hear it now, and probably all of you can, um, you know, <laughs> affirm and confirm this. We, we've been taught and we've grown up over the years always advocating new start, uh, you know, nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, and then trust in divine power. I see you all smiling. You're all nodding. You know what I'm talking about. And probably the people who are viewing this are doing the same thing and quoting New Start as well. But with New Start and with the Adventist principles and lifestyle that we know from the word of God, coupled with our literature that we share. And at the end of the day, just what doctors tell us we ought to do. We have seen these blue zones. We have seen where people's lives, they have been elongated or they, they, are, they live longer, happier and healthy, healthier, just simply following what the word of God says. And so... I praise God. I'm in a blue zone. Uh, I have one member, our oldest member of our church. Many of you know him. Dr. E. Rogers is 104 years old. Wow. Still knows who I am. Still walks around. Still <laughs> talks. And I say to myself, Lord, allow me to get to that age and let me be of sound mind and body just like him. 
And so his life is a testament uh, to me as well. Awesome, awesome. I know we have, uh, we, I don't know if uh, Dr. Brow, can you share what are some of the other areas that are considered blue zones? I know uh, some of, I, I know of one in Italy, but there are some other areas around the world. It's not just in the United States, right? That's correct. They are scattered all over the world. Um, Italy is, is one area, particularly Sardinia, Italy, which is, I believe, a little island just off the boot of Italy. Um, another island, Okinawa, Japan, is another mm. blue zone where they see a lot of people living longer and healthier. Um, there's also Greece, a little town of Ikaria, Greece, which is on the shore, very mountainous. You're almost walking up a mountain just to go to the neighbor's house. So a lot of opportunity for fresh air, um, exercise there. And the last place is Nicoya, Costa Rica, which is also on the coast of Costa Rica, uh, that beautiful country there. Um, I believe Nicoya is on the Pacific coast, of the Pacific Ocean. Beautiful. So, and, and I just want to say, I agree with Dr. Bird. I'm sure for some reason, um, National Geographic forgot to go to, to uh, Oakwood and they forgot to look at our blue zone over there. So, you know, we, we probably have a few um, of these spots where we have a great uh, Adventist presence where we could see how these health benefits really are making a positive difference. All right. That, that is so true. But, you know, Dr. Bird, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Loma Linda is literally mostly probably about 99% Seventh-day Adventist. You know, they they, they right, run the right. town. That whole zip code is they don't even open their post office on Saturdays. You know, it, it's it's that impactful there in Loma Linda. So it, it, that may be part of our problem in other places, you know, because we assimilate into other parts of the community when we are in other right. places. But that's that's that is a that is a great. I mean, I'll be honest with you, when I heard about the Blue Zone, I felt, I was like, yeah, Adventism, that health message, because we have been told over the years, if you're not, if you're not a vegetarian, you're going to hell. <laughs> we, we, we have been so uh, beaten over the head. I, I think I might be jumping ahead, but we have been beaten over the head. Here is something positive. Uh, that um, that the blue zones brought to Adventism. Um, what what a, um, Dr. Brown? Again, you probably would know more than Dr. Bird on this one. But have we have we capitalized on this blue zone designation as a church? You know, we have to some extent. Uh, we have certainly rejoiced in the. Um, attention that this has brought to one of our core um, beliefs and practices, if we can put it that way. We, it's, it's certainly something that we like to share every time something new comes out about Loma Linda being a blue zone or how, how Seventh-day Adventists live longer than the general population. We do like to capitalize that. But, you know, this is what we've done, isn't it? This is um, just a, one way that, if we could say it, a external organization looked at us and said, huh, there's something special about them. And so they've given us this, this title and this designation. But we can remember that, you know, 
it's only good if we continue those healthy behaviors, if we continue uh, the joy of the Sabbath and what the Sabbath blessing and the Sabbath rest is all about. Because we could lose the designation if we really wanted to. In fact, you know, I'll share this. When I was a student at Loma Linda, a very close, this was around 2011, 2012, there was quite a battle when a certain fast food industry wanted to open up their first restaurant in Loma Linda City. And unfortunately, the Loma Linda University professors lost that battle. And so Loma Linda, the environment of Loma Linda is changing. So we still need to be very cautious about this and not allow the designation to maybe allow us to get a little bit uh, lazy or, or, you know, too comfortable in the name without still keeping up those health behaviors for the right reason, for the right reason too. That's an all, also an important aspect of why we do this. Awesome, awesome. Um, one of the things that um, we talked about was that the Adventist Church has a long history on uh, correlation of health and salvation. We do very good with that. Matter of fact, uh, we when you put together a, an evangelistic series, there's always either one night or a couple of nights dealing with the health message. And we're teaching people about the health message. And from the beginning of our church, we, we used health as a way of connecting with the community. We advocated for better lives through our sanitariums and, and advocated for better lives in our civic involvement. Uh, from your perspective, either one, from your perspective, do you think that the same emphasis generally still exists today within our local congregation? Uh, well, I guess I'll take that. I'll start off. Um, I, I think, you know, I like the answer Dr. Barr gave earlier. She said, uh, to some extent, yes. But let me say this. Uh, I think we can do a better job. There's always room for improvement. Um when she was giving her answer to the previous question, I wanted to chime in on that because I think that in terms of promulgating or spreading and promoting our health message, I do think we can improve. And so, Pastor Wade, that kind of goes with your question. Could we do better? You are accurate. In our evangelistic series, we may devote one or two messages to health, and I think those are primarily centered in what not to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that perhaps we need to do a better job in saying what we can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, uh, particularly the world in general, has become more health conscious um, from exercising, from uh, gym memberships, mm-hmm. from gyms in persons' homes to vegetarianism to being vegan. I think just in general, the world has become much more health conscious. And I think it is prime time that God has given us this awesome opportunity to seize the opportunity while the window of opportunity is open and and really go beyond just the one or two messages in the evangelistic series. Um, I don't want to be premature in my comments, but I I think we need to take this thing to a whole nother level. Um, Whether it's vegetarian restaurants, whether it's healthy living and, and gyms. I don't know if we can brand a gym. You know, we got Planet Fitness and whatnot, 24-hour fitness. What You know, we have 
Advent Health? Can we do Advent Fitness? You know what I'm saying? And really uh, consider these things. And I, I think we need to put some of our resources behind it and see what happens. Uh, because I do think there is um, a sensitivity, a greater sensitivity to health consciousness and health awareness. And I think we must do a better job um, in sharing that beyond the messages in the evangelistic series. Yes, and, and I want to uh, just voice my support to what Dr. Bird just said. We really can do better. Uh, we And, you know, it's really important that we need to come together as we do this, too. Um, there, this is a, um, a the health message was really meant to bring people together. Now, I might start meddling a little because I might want to bring up the food fights that happen at churches. Uh-oh. Yeah. Metal, metal. You can do that. But... You know, we have not necessarily used what we call the health message to bring people together. Hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes we use it to actually cause division, strife, fights. You know, everybody has their favorite um, secret magic potion, unfortunately. Um, you know, this is what you have to do to cure all your health problems, or this is what you have to do. But really, we need to look at this from a very holistic approach. And, um, you know, when it comes to evangelism, I think that health work is really is one of the prime ways to draw people in, not in a bait and switch type of way, but to show them that we truly care for them, body and soul, that we want them to live the best life here on this earth. But we really want them to have even a more better future in heaven and the new new earth to come. But, you know, we really want them to be happy and healthy and whole even during this life. Um, and we might even have to say, even if you decide not to join our church, we still want you to be happy. Right. We might even have to go that far and say, we still want you to enjoy a Sabbath rest even if you decide to do it without coming to our church, still enjoy this, the beauty of what God gave us with the Sabbath rest. So these are all elements that, um, you know, it's sometimes challenging for us to think about, but we need to look at Christ's ministry as well. He was healing more than he was preaching, more than he was mm -hmm. teaching. And not very many of the people who he healed stayed with him, and yet he healed them anyway. So this is what we really want to, to demonstrate, is, is the kind of love that Christ had for people. That's what really the health message is, is for. Um, and of course, we want them to, to join our church. Of course, we want them to, absolutely. Um, and we hope they will, but that's their personal decision. And it's up to the Holy Spirit to convict them on that point. But we can help them on the journey. Hey, wow, that's awesome. That that's a great segue between the last the last two comments into the next question. Um, so I, I grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist, I grew up in a vegetarian home. So I've never had a piece of meat on purpose. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of you who grew up the way I did know exactly what I mean. You go out to eat and you find something in your soup or whatever. Um, but I remember, Pastor Bird, I remember when we were kids going to yep. Burger King and I go to Burger King and dad would order a veggie whopper now veggie whopper then was not what a veggie whopper is today a veggie whopper back then had mayonnaise lettuce tomato and a slice of cheese some few rounds of onions on there and that was it that was a veggie whopper and we used to look forward to having a veggie whopper when we were kids to go to burger king and get that it was my point is this is it used to be very difficult to go out as a vegetarian and find anything, you know, substantive or whatever to eat. Now you can go to Subway, you can go to Taco Bell, you can go to Burger King, you can go to McDonald's, you can go to Kentucky Fried Chicken even has a veggie chicken thing now. Uh, you can go anywhere and find, I'm not saying necessarily that they're healthy, I'm just saying that people have grabbed on to the idea that there are, that there are some plant-based options uh, that are healthier. Um, Dr. Bird, some of the things that you were talking about as far as the, the health, the, the exercise, the fitness clubs, all of those things, the, the society at large, we have had presidents' wives go, go on water drinking campaigns, things that used to be the Adventist message, health message. We've seen society at large pick this thing up, run with it, and they're making money off it. They are putting serious money in the bank based off of stuff that 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 we you know, we, we feel like, in a sense, we feel like we pioneered, but we didn't do anything. So here's the question. Um, and this really follows up on what you were saying earlier, Dr. Bird. Um, what can the Seventh-day Adventist church do now to really tactically incorporate our health message into how we're trying to reach our communities? Okay, so with that, and, you know, I don't know if you want me to go where I'm going to go. I'm not gonna say I'm meddling, but I'm gonna go. Can I? Can I? Can I? Somewhere. Let me let me help you out there. I get I get upset, Doctor Bird, every time I go into a Whole Foods, and and I'm walking shoulder to shoulder with folk buying that expensive, overpriced food, but they're always packed. And what always goes through my mind is, why isn't this us? Why isn't this ours? I'm sorry. That, let me start the meddling with you. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, and let me say this, because uh, I know probably someone's watching saying, why is Carlton Bird on, here. on a pastor's <laughs> roundtable discussion about health ministries? Let the record reflect. My family and I right now are plant-based. My wife has been vegan for a while, and she has gotten us all to be plant-based. In fact, I am on a special diet right now. And when I say diet, I don't want to say diet, you know, a food. No, I'm eating but it's a special diet because I believe in this. I really believe in this. So I, I want to say that because I know someone said, Buddy Bird is on a health panel right now. What's really going on? <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I want to go back to your question uh, that kind of was a link to the previous question you asked. Um, I want to say we need to do a better job in promotion. And, and you say, how can we do this? And I'm going to be very honest, and this may be the meddling. It's got to be a priority. And when it's a priority, our resources will follow priority. Now, I think that with COVID-19, I think that um, the reality is with COVID-19, God has given us opportunity. Crisis 
is the vortex of possibility or an opportunity. And I think now, because we are in an environment where most ministries are really, really intensifying their virtual offerings, I think health ministry could be an offering that we intensify right now. Wow. Especially with, you know, COVID-19, everyone's concerned about their health. All right, so I'm trying to say this correctly. I think we might need to really look at, as a church, some deconstruction. Hmm. And by that, I mean, really look at, in our day and age, what really matters and what's going to help expedite the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it it may be, and I've talked to my pastoral team at the Oakland University Church, it may be that some of the things we have done just traditionally and we have funded and put resources in traditionally, COVID-19, their primacy is not what it used to be. So it may be that we have to really do some deconstruction and shifting and reinvention to really fund those ministries that are really going to make a difference in reaching people and expediting the coming of the Lord. Because Jesus isn't coming anywhere until the gospel goes everywhere. Specifically, last year at our church, uh, we had our first ever what we call plant or green plate day. That's what we called it. We called it green plate day. Ironically, it was the final Sabbath of October 2019. And on green plate day, what we did was We invited a a well-known celebrity, if you will, Kimberly Elise. She has served in many movies with Tyler Perry and some other movies and whatnot. And we invited her to be our special guest just to tell her testimony about the benefits of a vegan lifestyle. Now, here is someone who is not a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. I don't know if they are a practicing uh, churchgoer given their schedule. But she came, her daughter came, and her testimony was powerful. She stayed with us, and we had a vegan chef uh, from Atlanta come in and have the food prepared for Sabbath dinner for uh, Miss Elise, her daughter, our special guests uh, that were there. And then that afternoon, we had a panel discussion with nutritionists that work at Oakwood University, along with uh, some professors there, and we discussed the book, Ministry of Healing. After that, we then had a demonstration by our guest chef for all who were in in attendance relative to vegan cuisine. Then Saturday night, we invited all these vegan vendors who are in the city of Huntsville in North Alabama to come in our family life center, and we just had a tasting uh, of different vegan foods and whatnot. Now, I'm sharing for us, that was a huge step. But we found that to be powerful and impacting. Now, I need you to know, we can have what we call international food festivals. We can have different programs on Saturday nights in our churches. But I'm here to let you all know, this was the first, if you will, social initiative that we literally had more non-Adventists than Adventists. Wow. And for that Saturday night initiative. And we didn't have to, and you all know evangelism, we didn't have to invite a guest artist for that night. Miss Elise, who was our celebrity guest, had already left for the day. We're just talking about indigenous residents in North Alabama that came. The place was packed. 
And everyone was saying, we have to do this again. We have to be more systematic. Well, COVID hit and we couldn't. But it was an example. It was, you know, it was an example. It, It testified to the fact that this is what people are looking for. So when we talk about, when I talk about resources, okay, you know, it sounded maybe corny. I don't know. But maybe we need an Advent fitness. Maybe we need Advent foods. And I don't know if that's the word. But if we put some resources behind it, maybe, just maybe, it will happen. We know in the church, we have funded things that traditionally we have done. Well, in COVID, maybe we need to shift. And maybe we need to fund founding a fitness center, fund founding a a Whole Foods Adventist version. And, And maybe through these initiatives, not only will people feel better, but people will become inquisitive about our message. And let me be clear, I love Dr. Barrow what you said. Even if people don't join our church, mm-hmm. even if it's not a matter of proselytizing them, we do good, excuse the expression, we do good just to do good. I believe when we just do well, when we just do the right thing, when we're faithful to that, God will bless. So to answer your question, Pastor Paul, I think we need to do a reinvention a deconstruction, a shifting of our resources. And we need to identify those things, particularly in our COVID environment. What's really going to reach people? We know virtual ministry. We need to beef up our media, beef up our communication ministries. We need to beef up our health ministries uh, so that we can engage people. And, And I think God will bless us when we do this. I want to push push a little harder here, Dr. Bird and, and Dr. Brower, because, okay, so here's the reality. We've had ABCs since I was knee-high to a fly. Um, we've had little vegetarian restaurants. Um, we've had those things, and they went out of business. They weren't uh, patronized. Um, and so many people, and, and often we, we didn't want to throw denominational money towards it because it wasn't mission connected, it wasn't connected to, you know, souls and goals. Um, what about that type of approach was wrong or, or what made those type of things didn't work? Because, again, we've had some of these things before. I don't know if we've had an Advent, you know, gym or anything like that, but we've had the restaurants. We've had the what was it about the, the, the things that we have tried in the past that just made them not work? That's a very intriguing question. And I think there are probably um, a number of issues there. Um, One of the things that we want to consider is that we're also living today in a time where there's a greater interest in health in society as a whole than 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, I mean, we we didn't know what the word vegan meant until, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And, And back then it was this odd thing, but how it's just absolutely taken off now. Um, so there's one thing about, you know, what is society looking for? But of course, you know, as Dr. Bird said, did we really put the resources in there? Did we um, support it? One of the keys to, um, to any ministry is what will keep it sustainable from year to year to year mm-hmm. to year. Um, you know, sometimes we, we plan for the short term. We don't really count the cost of building the tower until we're halfway through and then figure out 
you know, well, was that right? Another thing we need to do is we need to find out what is the community really looking for? You know, what we want to do, This today's discussion is about how health can be a service to the community. What is the community asking for? As Dr. Bird said, he had a huge turnout because people were looking for how to cook healthy. Well, if that's, that's what they're looking for, that's what they're going to come for. But sometimes we try to give them what we want to give them and not necessarily what they really are looking for. Um, so now that can be a little complex because sometimes, you know, people may be unsure or unaware of what their true needs are. So it's, it's part of what health ministry does is to help them on this journey. It really is a journey. It's a lifetime, lifelong journey of helping people figure out where they are, where they want to go, how, what's the best way for them to get there. And it's such an individual experience that everybody is going to have a slightly different, you know, travel along that journey. So we really need to look at this as we're meeting individual needs. You know, one, the programs that, that are, you know, one size fits all, they don't work in the long term. We need to be adaptable. We need to be flexible. You know, I, I want to share quickly because Dr. Bird is singing my song that we need more resources. Um, so I want to share quickly about some of the resources we do have. And we're seeing in the chats people are asking about exercise, exercise groups. A few months ago, in September, actually, just a couple months ago, the NAD, we launched our Made to Move Challenge. So this is all about fitness all about physical activity, but COVID safe. So getting together virtually online with groups of people, with your church, with, with neighbors, you know, just get everybody to sign on to some kind of an online system together and exercise together. And we actually put together exercise videos. These, these videos, I, I'm trying not to brag, but I can't brag because I didn't do the videos. It was a group of young professionals who came mm -hmm. together and put together these exercise videos. They are fantastic. They're wow. exciting and they're hard. <laughs> they're not easy to do, <laughs> but it gets easier each day. It really does. Um, so I encourage you to, you know, head over to our website, nadhealth.org. You can find all those videos online. But here's another key that I think is important, um, and it's a personal decision that I have made in our health ministry work, is that we're always connecting the spiritual health to all of the, the work that we do, to the um, efforts we put together, the resources we put together. So with our Made to Move Challenge, you not only get an exercise activity for, for the day, but then we go into this inspiring devotional video. And then if you want to stop there and just watch that video, you can do that. And but Or you can then go the next step, which is use a Bible study guide. You can just spend 10 minutes with your group together talking through the Bible study guide. And it's really by studying the Bible together, you're actually learning how to help motivate each other in your fitness journey. So we are being very intentional. Uh, we are letting people know, yes, this is a Christian group, 
You know, if you want to just come for the exercise, just do the exercise. But if you're looking for more, and I think everybody is, especially with COVID, we're all looking for something to hang our hope on. If you're looking for that more, then stick around for that inspirational video, stick around for the Bible study, and maybe you'll find what you're looking for. So we do need more resources. But you know what I have found? We have the resources. We just don't know where they are. And I want to say our greatest resource is in our people. We have so many health professionals. We have coaches. We have counselors. We have dietitians. We have physicians and nurses and therapists. And, you know, they are all over the place. We need to bring them into ministry. We need to tell Amen. them that church needs your expertise. We don't just need your, you know, offerings and tithes. We actually need your professional expertise in ministry. And I think Amen. as we do that, as we come together, as Dr. Bird said, he gathered the, the professionals in his area and he let them do the work. He gave them the opportunity to serve and we are going to see a greater interest, a greater outpouring. And I believe also that God will really, um, he's waiting for us to do that. I kind of have this hunch that God is waiting for us to come together with Absolutely. this and bring our people resources together. And then he will do amazing things. Yeah, I, I, I saw in the chat. I saw in the chat where a few of our, our viewers are asking about different types of activities that can be done. Uh, Dr. Barr, thank you for sharing about uh, the Made to Move challenge. Um, I remember when I got to a particular church on the on the on the on the, on the, the he's ready. He's ready. ready. I can see he, the pictures he's, ready. He's, he's on ready. the platform. He's about he's to blast off. Yeah. Uh, but I got to a particular ready. church on the West Coast. The membership was into bicycling, and they Amen. got me into cycling. And as a leader, and I, I wanted to, to transfer this to Dr. Bird. As the leader, when you get involved, yes. you actually get more people involved in doing uh, greater things, you know, things they would not have normally done. Have you seen that happen in, in, in your situation? Yes, yes, but I, I'm going to go back, but I'm going to answer your question quickly. I got you. Um, it, it, it's almost like evangelism. One of the greatest compliments someone gave me in an evangelistic series was, they said, when you were preaching the Sabbath, when you were preaching, the Adventist church is God's remnant church of Bible prophecy. They said, I could look into your eyes and I could see that you were believing what you were preaching. Hmm. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't just you were calling words or reading scripture. They were like, you could see the passion and the conviction in your eyes. And I knew that what you were saying, you believed in it and it was the truth. The same thing to your question, we talk about pastors or our leading. We got to believe in this. Yeah. You know, we, we got to believe that our bodies are God's temple. And we've got to believe in the power of the health message. All right. So I'm affirming Pastor Wade what you just, just said. But I want to go back to Pastor Paul's question and Dr. Brower. I, I've got to go back. That's why, you know, <laughs> something within me I cannot explain. But, 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 but let, let me just be clear. Okay. You all, because, you know, I know people just, just didn't come for an easy conversation. We got to. Tell it like it is. Come on now. And that's good for viewers too, you know? Okay, but anyway, um, <laughs> let's, 
honest. In North America, baptisms per capita are in decline. Okay? So what do, what do I mean by when I say that? All right, so we may say a church had 500 members in 1980, and they have 1,000 members in 2020. So over a 40-year period, they've grown 500 members. But in 1980, they baptized 51 people, and in 2020, they baptized 51 people. And so we draw a graph to make it go like this, like we're going up. But we've only increased one baptism per year for 40 years ago, but yet we have more members, which means more human and economic resources to do more ministry and more ministry should equate or result in more baptisms. So my point is this, clearly what we're doing is not working. And, you, and this is a public evangelist talking, all right? So I'm saying, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> That, that, that says that, that says seventy seven percent of the churches in North American division are either plateaued or declining. That's what that graph said. Seventy seven percent. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Thank you. you. You know, I don't want to say this is coincidence. I want to say it's the Holy Ghost. Where I'm speaking this, and you already had that slide, and we never talked about that. All right. That's so right. I'm saying, if we're spending the millions of dollars that we are in public evangelism, and I'm not saying it's either or. I'm saying both and. Let's put some money into health evangelism. Specifically, you spoke, Pastor Paul, you said something about, you know, it really hasn't worked. We've had vegetarian shops and we've had vegetarian places to eat. Most of those have been independently run by our members. Hmm. And the Lord placed it on their hearts to do something. Mm -hmm. And with the limited resources that they had, they try to do something. Let's go to Atlanta, Chicago, New York. Uh -huh. D.C., Los Angeles, well, Orlando, Miami. Let's go to these major metropolitan areas and let's franchise some health grocery stores and let's put mm -hmm. some money in it. I'm talking about money. I ain't talking about a couple of thousand. I'm talking about millions of dollars. Wow. Let's put some money wow. in it and let's identify the people that can run it. Wow. They've Come got on. To, you know, understand business. They've got to understand marketing. They've got to understand uh -huh. customer service and all that kind of stuff. It can't be this superior attitude where nobody's right but us. But it's got to be yep. like we are here to serve. And we're going to put $10 million into creating a, a, a health food store with food and eating and all that kind of stuff and make it work. And not say after five, six, seven months, if it doesn't work, we got to go under any business person will tell you it takes you three years to get something going. Wow. What do we have to lose? What we're doing now is not working the definition of lunacy. <laughs> Mercy. And get a different result. So we've got the message. Let's put some money in. Listen, those that know me, I'm not just talking it. I'm about it. In my mind, right now, I'm saying, listen, if, if others don't want to do it, I'll try to go alone. But listen, and I'm not, Huntsville is a blue zone. But it's not a major metropolitan area. But listen, let's go find some property. And, mm -hmm. and you know me, I, I'll try to do it. Let's find some property or let's find a building. Let's rehabilitate it. And let's put a major first class because God is not second class. That's right. We are first class and hell bound. We are not no class and hell bound. First mm -hmm. class health store or grocery store or restaurant. And let's do it. Let's pick a city and pilot it put millions in it and let's see what happens.
Let's see what happens. Not this, you know, building, you know, ministry here that's struggling, independent ministries. They're trying to struggle. No, let's do it. If we'll spend 10 million building a church, if we'll spend 5 million building a conference office, wow. put that wow. money into a health grocery store and get the right people. For years, I grew up and I worked for public supermarkets. I was a bag boy. Then I became a stockman. Then I became a night manager. And then I ended up in Huntsville at Oakwood and graduated, married my wife, went in my career. But in Publix, I learned, man, they teach you customer service. They teach you little things when you go in, how to clean, how to bag grocery, how to make sure your items, the facings are correct. Go get the experts, get the right people. And I'm confident God will bless because out of all the things he can't do, he can't fail. Come on, you all. Wow. We wow, wow, all wow. How many people are we losing? Let's try something different. Let's try something new. Maybe they'll come in our restaurant. Maybe they'll come in our grocery store, eat our food and say, there's something about you. There's something mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. about you. And people will be won to the gospel this way. Time out for doing this little thing here, little thing there, little thing there. Let's do something big for God. Because I just believe our ladder is going to be greater than our past. That God wants to do something big for us. But we've got to utilize the resources we have. We're in North American Division. You're in meetings right now, Dr. Brower. You know that. We're praising God that $1 billion, we passed the $1 billion mark in time. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. But friends of mine, the money is there. Let's just redirect it. And that's going to be hard. Because, you know, people that, you know, you know, no one wants to vote themselves out of a position. We get that. We understand that. But even through attrition, we can make some changes. So I appreciate the discussion. This is wonderful. Jesus' method of healing was the best. He healed more than he preached and taught. Praise be to God. We're talking about yeah. we got to follow Jesus' method. In the words of Nike, just do it. <laughs> Tell me something, Listen, Dr. We, we just closed. No, 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 we we no, just closed thousands of. Life in Oakwood, something's gonna happen. We <laughs> we need something that's gonna shock us, shock our senses. So people may laugh at me and say, "Oh, Pastor Burr, all right, just keep on watching, just keep on watching." The Lord is gonna make a way. Let me tell y'all something. I'm about to preach this thing. I've never had a vision for ministry I could afford. Wow. If I could mm. afford it, wow. then I wouldn't get upon the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's his will, if it's, it's his bill, if it's his choice, <laughs> it's <laughs> invoice. That's got to take that one. <laughs> but we got to quit talking about it, and we got to be about it. So it's my job to figure out from a business perspective how we can make it happen. Then call them the Dr. Browers of the world to get the right food and get the right content in there and then get the right business people, marketing people, customer service people, and make it happen. Let me tell you all this. In our church alone in Huntsville, and we're not in a major metropolitan area, we opened what we call the Oakwood University Church Market. I'm talking about the church, not the university, mm-hmm. the church. Just to sell vegetarian food and all that kind of stuff. You all, in our little store, we grossed $300,000 last year. What that would be in a larger setting on a main thoroughfare and and, and, a big, you know, store and do it right. Come on, y'all. Listen, we we just closed across the nation and across the world. We closed hundreds of thousands of churches. We didn't close a single grocery store. Mm. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And we can That's do right. it. We can do it. We can do it. So somebody's why the bird doesn't understand. We can do it. We hey, the people in the chat, they're with you, man. They they are oh, they saying are we're, we're here. Yeah, we, we're with this. Health, health ministry, communications and media ministry, and mm-hmm. education ministry in this COVID environment, we need to zero in on that. Tell me something, health Dr. Bird. Ministry, I... Education ministry and media ministry, we need to zero in on that. Think about it, team. People, right, and I'm a public evangelist. People right now are not going to come to mass public evangelistic campaigns. They're not coming. Mm-hmm. That's right. Health ministry, media mm-hmm. ministry, education ministry. God has already given our church the blueprint. All we got to do is follow it. Wow. Wow. Tell me something, Dr. Bird. I want to know. I want to know about this wellness center that you that you have. God, God gave you a vision. And I, I went to Oakwood University, went to the, the, the church. And I saw this massive building. And we talk about the whole message. It's not only about eating. It's about just the holistic message. So I saw that. And I want to know what, what took place. What's that vision that you have for holistic living? Tell me a little bit about this wellness center that you have and how it ties in to the health message. Okay, so we have the Oakwood University Church Family, Family Life Center, excuse me, which is adjacent to the church. And God has blessed us. We have a full high school regulated gymnasium, not with tile floor. I'm talking about wood floor. I'm talking about glass backboards. I'm talking about, uh, you know, electronic scoreboards. In addition to that, we have different rooms, breakout rooms, where people can um, uh, have workshops and seminars and whatnot. In addition to that, we have a barbershop so people can come and they can get their hair cut. In addition to that, we have a health food store where we sell vegetarian meat and vegetarian food items and whatnot. In addition to that, we have a health clinic. And with that, we are fully licensed, take all insurances, take Medicare, take Medicaid. Our physicians in our church volunteer their time and they come and they serve two days a week. If this thing has gotten so big, you know, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but you know me, I'm always thinking about something. I'm looking at now expanding this ministry. There is a building, a North Alabama Health Center that is for sale. And you know, I've been by there and I prayed on it and I've talked to some physicians about it because we got to do something. Stop talking about what we can't do and do what we can do. But our facility going great. When COVID hit, of course, that has impacted and compromised some things because people, you know, cannot come and gather. But you need to know I'm like that duck. You know, that people see floating on the water, on the pond, mm-hmm. but they don't see the duck's feet underneath the yeah, water. Yeah, paddling, yeah, yeah. Paddling, Putting things together oh, so that when things do open up, we're ready. We cannot be reactive. We must be proactive. So that center you saw, our Family Life Center, weekly, daily rather, before this hit, one night was basketball night. One night was volleyball night. One night was Zumba night. The two days a week, the health clinic is open. Every day, the barbershop is open. Every day, the food, uh, health food store is open. And this is what it's all about. One-stop shopping. I'm tired of people talking about they're going to this other church and they're going to this other faith group. We are the Seventh-day Adventist come church. Come on now. We ought to have it. People should be able to come to hear the word of God. People should get a good children's ministry, mm-hmm. a good music ministry, a good health ministry, a good education facility. And that's what it's all about. We just built our new school, K-12 building, hallelujah, and I do it not for self-glorification, but I do it so the people of God can be edified and so that we might be inspired that we can do it. 
you hear all these people all the time. We can't do it. Our tithing system won't let us do it. Let me tell you in the name of Jesus, we can do it. Even with our tithing system, we can do it. But we've got to do it right. Stop trying to do piecemeal stuff. Do it right. I tell people all the time, and people may not like this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. You may not Come have on me now. back, but you have me back once, so you have me back again. <laughs> I don't do Kool-Aid. God doesn't want us to do Kool-Aid. <laughs> understand we got to do it and we've got to do it right and people will support it let me tell you this vision is a magnet for money wow yes it mm. is vision is a magnet for money let's go make people a hashtag and you want to do it right they will support it vision is a magnet mm. for money wow now i'm done mm. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> where, where do I join? Where do I join? Hey, hey, yeah, pass the plate. Where's the organ? I need a, I need an appeal right about now. You're on to something there, Dr. Bird. I, I just talked with uh, uh, the last conference I worked with a couple of years ago, Northeastern. They opened up a wellness center, although it's up in Poughkeepsie, but it's up. Still they do open. have a wellness center open up. But at least they did something, you know. They did something. Um, do something. Do something. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I don't know if y'all caught this, but but you know when when preachers are, are are listening to a preacher, if you watch that bottom row a few seconds back, you saw all of all of us down here, heads going chicken. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, wow. Inspirational. Oh. So so so, oh, yeah. Dr. Bird, you shared for churches to do. We needed to do something. Someone asked in the chat. What are some of the things um, in terms of funding? They wanted some ideas of funding. Is there any funding uh, out there that can help churches um, do something? Uh, Dr. Brower, Dr. Well, Cockbird? Yeah. I don't know. I've been talking so much, I don't want to take over, but I can't answer that, but I'll give it to Dr. Brower first. I'll follow sorry, you. Sorry. I'm sorry? Go ahead. I, I'll, I'll speak after oh, you. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay, okay. Number one, for churches, your members. Your members, I tell my members all the time, nobody is going to buy or build for us what we won't, will, aren't hmm. willing to buy and build ourselves. Wow. So we got to sacrifice. We have to build. You know, someone said all the time, well, you get money, you get money. You must have secret people here and there. No, I don't. It's in the membership. It's in the membership. Uh, secondly, though, I, I will say I am on the computer all the time looking for grants, looking for funding sources that are non-traditional in nature. 10000 here, 20000 here. When you all add it together, little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. Then the third thing I want to say is you got to look at your operational budget. So, for example, what I'm saying here today, when I talk about the importance of media ministry, when I talk about education ministry, when I talk about health ministry, you got to look at your budget and you got to say, even on a local perspective, what is our priority? And whatever your priority is, that's where your budget needs to be skewed. If we're not careful as, in our churches, we will minister to ourselves and we'll be insulated and isolated and ancestral in our ministry. We got to have this day. We got to have that day. We got to have this day. And by the time you have all these days, you get up and people walk up, you give them certificates. We have a dinner afterwards and we spent $1,500, $2,000. If you save $2,000 a month, that's $24,000 a year. That's something that you can put into viable ministry. And so you got to look at that kind of stuff. You got to look at your budget, your operational budgets. Look at your members and then go on the Internet, talk to people, network with people and let them know, listen, 
Uh, do you have resources that can help my church do this? And always what has helped me is one event funds the next event. So I was in one church before I got to Oakwood, which is a large church, before I got to Berean, which is a large church. When I was in Nashville, when I was in Houston, I had what I call a committee of 20. And in the committee of 20, I said to them, every time we have a special initiative, I'm going to need something from you. So I need you to always put something aside in addition to your tithe, in addition to your local combined budget. I want you to be my committee of 20. It was informal. They didn't even know who the other 20 persons were. But let me tell you, if I called on that committee of 20 and I said, I need $200 from everybody, that's $4,000 from that committee of 20. And my wife and I, we were first, we were the first group in that committee. So I'm 200, she's 200. All we needed was 18 more people. But that alone, $4,000. And so that would fund, let's say, one initiative. And then we would recoup money from that initiative through donations, through offerings and whatnot, which would fund the next initiative. And every round goes higher and higher and higher. Wow. But just like we say to the local conference, just like we say to the union, just like we say to the division and general conference, cut the fat, trim the fat. We have to do that mm -hmm. at the local church level. You got to do it mm. at the local church level. So those three areas. Okay, awesome. Dr. That's Barr. Right. Yes, well, you know, I think what Dr. Bird, of course, all excellent points and, and trim the fat. We really need to do that. We are spending effort, time, energy, and as well as money on doing things that are really just, you know, are they really getting us somewhere? Are they really serving the community? Are they even serving our own needs of our church members? Wow. So we've got to really look hard at these questions because this is about life and death for people. Yes. You know, um, I, I'm, I have a question for for. You pastors, if I may, uh, let me ask, let me give this information first of all. There is funding available through the General Conference Urban Initiative. Okay, so there's one way to get funding. There's also the North American Divisions Church Planting Plant 1000 Initiative. So there is funding available from even our church um, governing bodies. But we do need to look creatively at the resources nearby. There are businesses where it's imperative on them to give money to charity. It's part of who they are. It also makes them look good in the community. So go to them and ask them for things, even if it's you know not money that they can give you, but they can give you bottled water if you're doing some kind of ministry. So you've got to be creative and you've got to be willing to go out there. But my question, and I'm meddling again, but I've got to ask this question because you all put it in my mind. So you mentioned that all of our churches closed down during the, during the pandemic, but none of the grocery stores did. Well, why didn't we have any food service type things happening at our churches? Like, why are our churches built for one day a week? I, is there, I mean, I'm just asking because I don't know. I'm asking the, the those professionals, you know, here. Um, but is there a way that we can start looking at what we do put money into, that we've got to look at it as this is a place where ministry is going to happen day after day after day. And then when we're closed on Sabbath, but we're open, 
and people come because they think, you know, I'm going to go pick up some groceries at that store over there, but we're having church service. Are they going to come in? Hmm. Maybe, maybe more likely than if they never stepped into onto our grounds any other day of the week. So maybe we need to look creatively at the resources that we do have. And I don't know how many of you caught the sermon today by our president, um, Alexander Bryant. If you did not listen to that sermon, you need to go listen to it because it was, he really hit the nail on the head. We have been do things in our own strength and in our own wisdom and in our own way and with our limited vision. Whereas God is trying to say, I have all the resources you could ever need. The cattle upon a thousand hills is mine. And not only that, but I've got the Holy Spirit waiting to show you how to do this. And, you know, we've got to really dig deeper. We've got to humble ourselves before the Lord, first of all. That's where we start. And we've got to say, Lord, give us your vision and teach us how to do it. And if you, if this is your vision, Dr. Bird, what is that? (laughs) Share that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) His vision. Yeah, I've never had a vision for ministry I could afford. If it's his will, it's his bill. And if it's his choice, it's his invoice. Hallelujah. Come on. I love it. I can hear the organ right now. <laughs> Do I have an organ in here? I got to find an organ. <laughs> yeah, you well, listen, we, we talked a lot about uh, things that we can do um, by the grace of God. And we talked a lot about some resources. Now, just looking at the church, and I know that we touched on this before, but how do we motivate the church to embrace Hmm. the health message for better community engagement? I heard you say vision. You know, people will follow vision. How do you present that vision? How, where, where, you know, do you do it a couple of times a year? You start off the new year with it. How do you do it so that members can be motivated to embrace this health message? Dr. Bird? First of all, like I said earlier, I, I digress. Leaders, and that's me, because, you know, I wasn't always trying to, you know, my wife has to be on this diet. I wasn't always trying to do all this, but I'm, I'm being honest, all right? <laughs> Straight up honest with you, okay? But um, we have to model it. We have to model it. So, you know, I've, I've had to check myself. For example, you know, with Breath of Life, I'm on television, all that, you know, good stuff and whatnot in this COVID environment. Well, I've got to watch my weight. i I, I got to model it. So, we, you know, I can't get up talking about we need to be healthy and I'm, you know, not in good physical shape, just visually. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think the first thing we have to do is we have to model it. Number two, I think in modeling it, we have to lead the charge as leaders in our church. And in leaders in our church, we have to say, okay, we're talking about stores, we're talking about fitness centers, or whatever. Everyone can't do that. But everyone, we can do something. We have to champion that. We have to promote it. It, it can't be, well, we're going to let our layperson do that, and they're doing that, and that's it. All of us know, you know, I feel... This is not to devalue or demean any other workers in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. But we know pastors have a direct constituency. They, they mm. directly impact people on a systematic basis. And, and with that, we have to use that to our advantage as we talk and dialogue 
about the promotion of health ministry. So we've got to promote it, and then we've got to model it physically ourselves. Wow, that, that's interesting. That's, that's very, good. very good point. Yeah. Dr. Brower. And ouch. You, you, <laughs> good Brower, and ouch. <laughs> you, and ouch to me, too. <laughs> as you sit in the seat that you sit in, and as the North American Division Health Ministry leader, you're looking out, you're seeing different churches and what they're doing, and you see some of the things that we can do better. So what two things would you want to uh, express to us Express to our viewers and what can motivate members to embrace and utilize the health message to better community engagement, to have a better community engagement. What two things? Well, you know, um, before I share my two things, I just want to say I'm, I'm very thankful for those churches, church members and leaders who are doing something. Yes, we, and many we, are. And many are, and we want to remember that and praise God for them and pray that their passion and energy is contagious. You know, that's that's the virus we need to spread, the virus of, of wanting to serve. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't touch on topics like mental health, which is a major issue right now. But we want to remember that these healthy behaviors can, for many people, help them with all of these other issues, too. We know that people with COVID uh, who are at high risk of COVID have things like diabetes and heart disease and obesity. And these healthy behaviors are going to help them so that their risks get lower. So these are all ways that we can frame our message so that it's immediately relevant. Not to, you know, finagle it, but that's the reality of it. That is the reality of what our health work does. But, but in terms of those two key things, I think one of the things that we need to do is we need to remember our own journey. We, each one of us, needs to remember that we are not in the place where we were once. Perhaps we had some health issues. Perhaps we are currently struggling. And what has made the difference for us on those days when we were hungry or lonely or scared or, or felt like, you know, there's nothing here to help me. What did God bring into our lives or who did God bring into our lives to help us get us where we are further mm. in our journey to help? And if we remember that God used other people to help us, Maybe that will inspire us to say, someone else needs my help too. There is someone in this world who needs your personal testimony. They need to hear it from you. Wow. And they need to hear that God helped you through your trouble because that's what they're struggling with that's too. That's good. So as we remember that God did this work in our lives and he wants us to bless others with that same thing. I, I hope that that will motivate us. And the other thing that we need to remember is that this is about being like Jesus. If we have our eyes on him, if we are watching him and how he acted in throughout the Bible, he was God of healing and he still is that God of healing today. And if our goal is to be like Jesus, this my song, 
in the home and in the throng, be like Jesus all day long, yes. then we need to also have a healing ministry. Now, for some of us, this is just going to mean being a friend to someone, pointing them, introducing them to the dietitian at, at church, bringing them to sharing a, a um, health magazine with them. It doesn't mean that we have to teach them everything, but this is about connecting them to the people who can help them as well. This is what Jesus wants us to do. We don't have to have all the answers ourselves. We can bring people together and together we find the answers. So this is really, this is about being like Jesus. Jesus. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Hey, I, I enjoyed uh, the conversation on this program today. I don't know about you, but I'm inspired. <laughs> I am inspired. Listen, hey, we got listen, something special I, today, by the way. Before um, you say that, before you say that, to be honest with you, it was so inspiring. I'm getting texts from my wife talking about <laughs> what we're going to change. Come on. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, I, I'm, yes. I'm sitting here saying, Maybe this one I shouldn't invite her to. <laughs> Listen, my wife, all week long, my wife has been trying to trick me into go walking and stuff with her, trying to get, out and get some exercise. Week, baby. You walk <laughs> Hey, my wife has been on me too. Let, you know, let's Bless walk the in. Lord. Oh, so, my hey, soul. You know what? I think all of us are going to make some changes. And I think yeah. that by Amen. us making that commitment to change, by the grace of God, those who we are in community with will make changes too. Uh, this is a special show. I want our viewers to know that this is, I'm so glad that you viewed on this show because this show, we're going to do something really special. I don't know if Pastor Paul, Pastor Wade, you want to explain what we're doing on this show. Oh, okay, listen, listen, listen. Okay, as we're wrapping this up, I need to tell you this. If you yes. are not a part of the pastor's round table group, not the page, the group you need. I'm not even going to tell you how to do it. You need to find it and you need to find it right now. Like right now you need to find it and join it. I'm going to give you how much time I'm going to give him 10 seconds. Let's give them 30 seconds. We're going to give them 30 30 seconds. seconds. You need to find it. I'm telling you because we're getting ready to give something away. We're going to give something away, but we're only giving it to the people who are in the pastor's round table group, not the page. There's two different things. There's a page and there's a group. You need to go into your browser right now and type in pastor's round table group. Once you see group come up, you need to click on the button and you need to say join now pastor paul pastor paul yeah you just told him how to get on there pastor paul you just told him i did i did see that that's mercy and grace uh next to justice now here's the problem with that that we have to let them in um so i don't even know if it's gonna really work so it might already be too late it might have we told y'all the last two weeks you needed to join you needed to join so here's what it is we're going to ask a question dr dr henry we're going to ask the people a question and the first person that puts the correct answer in that's right the on the page on the pastor's round table group is going to get what pastor wade we are going to give away, we are going to give away. Show them. A, a road. Come on. Pod mic. Whoa. Ooh. 
Hey, listen, it is Pastors Appreciation Month. If you have a pastor that's trying to do ministry from home, if you're trying to do ministry, the belief the 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 what is that? The priesthood of all believers trying to do this ministry and trying to do it well. This is an awesome mic is gonna help promulgate the gospel. I got that word from Dr. Bird today. Um promulgate. Um that that listen, um Berna is just saying, let me in. Um, are, are you, I'm, I'm going to listen, I'm going to have a little mercy. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the page right now and I'm going to let people in. Whoever is, whoever is requested, I'm going to let you yes. in right now. Um, so somebody else way, talk. Yeah, go by, ahead. Let me, by, work by the way, as, as you let them in Pastor Paul, remember our viewers, those of you who are a part of a church, make sure you appreciate your pastor. Pray for Amen. your pastor. You could be like my church. Oh, man, they showered me with me with so many gifts, and uh, they gave me some roti. I know I can't eat roti a lot, uh, Dr. Bauer. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you, but, after but, this but show, you can't again, have the roti. There's some wow. chickpeas in there, and there's some curry in there. So I think those things are healthy. There are some people missing out. There's only 19 people. Only 19. Oh, okay, that's a lot. 19 people said, let me in. But there was only oh, 19. Okay. All right, so all, all right. 19 of you that asked just now are in. So here's the, are we ready for You're the ready? question? Okay, you ready for the question? You want me to ask the question? Are you you, gonna ask you the got question? it, I'm ask the question. question. You, you got it, all you right. got it, go ahead, Doc. Here, here it is, watch wait, it. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I, we need some, some. Uh, 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 let's do this right here. Um, let's add some, some, some music to the background here. Okay, that's not quite the music I wanted, but let's go for it. Okay, go ahead. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. All right, so here's a question. Who was right after this commercial break? No, I didn't. <laughs> Here we go. Who was the guest on our very first Pastors Roundtable? Ooh, Who was the boy. guest on the very first Pastors Roundtable? table put it in that group put it put it put on it the page the first one and listen they are time stamped so we will know whose answer comes first and we'll know if it is right or wrong now some of you you may have to go to pastor's roundtable uh youtube channel and go hurry up and look and see from from the very first the very first one that's out there um Again, if you put it in your chat right now, it's not going to count. You can put it on the page. It's not going to count. You can type it in Facebook. It's not going to count. It's only going to count if it's on the Pastor's Roundtable group page. Um, and with, somebody said the Holy Spirit was the first guest. Uh, somebody else saying, let me in. Social justice. All right. All right. So listen. Okay. So so while that's happening, while you guys are, are looking that up, trying to get that, we've also got something very special that we're going to give away today. And this one will come. Um, I'm going to I'm going to call this one um, the first one that comes up on my screen. On my screen, I have a window that is uh, actually collating all of the chat today from both Facebook and YouTube. So I'm seeing what's happening there. So here's a question. We've got something that's coming to you from the North American Division Health and Temperance uh, Health Health Ministries Department. They've created a gift. Any, anything you want to say about that, Dr. Brower? Yes, we are ready to give you a care package, uh, a packet of some of our resources. It's going to include a DVD. It's going to include some books and magazines. Um, 
some some useful things like pens and maybe some some uh, hand sanitizer in there too because we're all running low on that. But we're going to send you a nice little gift bag. Gift bag. All right. And so in order to get that, you've got to answer this question. It's you're going to have multiple options. We want you to name one place besides Loma Linda that was named today as one of the blue zones. If you would put that up, whoever is the first two, we're going to take the first two, if that's okay, Doc. Um, The first two, I'm watching. I don't see anything yet. You need to give us the name of one of the other blue zones besides Loma Linda, California. Uh, I see. We have, we have a viewer. We have a viewer that's asking for that to be the prize—a trip to the blue zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Yes, hey, by the time by the time Doctor Bird gets through with Huntsville, it's going to be the entire city will be the blue zone. <laughs> hey, hey, that's right. Hey, I got him. I got him right here. We've got Jasmine Hoyt. Now we got the country. Oh. We didn't get the exact uh, uh, region, but Jasmine Hoyt says Costa Rica. And Myron St. Louis or St. Louis says Huntsville. Now, Huntsville was not on the official list, but we put it on the official list today. So we're going to let that count because we got a number of them. So we've got Myron St. Louis and Jasmine Hoyt that we're going to make sure if you will inbox us at the pastor's round table, um, those two individuals inbox us at the pastor's round table. We will make sure we need to get your your information. Wait so a that minute. We can, oh. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you, Doctor uh, Doctor Paul. Myron St. Louis, I have to have a shout out. This is one of my former members. By the way, if you've ever sat under my leadership as a member, you are a lifetime member. All right. <laughs> this is Doctor St. Louis, Doctor St. Louis from Avon Park, Florida. Avon I gotta give Park. a shout out to my man, Doctor St. Louis. Oh yes, wow. <laughs> Hey, that might have been one of my members, too. I pastored in Avon Park. Let me stop. All we right. Fight. We all right. <laughs> hey, listen, thank you all so very much, Dr. Brower, Dr. Bird. Powerful, inspiring, motivating dialogue today um, that, that it is our prayer, that it turns into not just being something that we sat around the table and That's talked right. about, right. but when we get up from the table, we get out there and we march and we make a difference in our local churches and our communities where we are. Um, we just want to motivate you to sit down and have some conversations with your health ministries team, have some conversations with your pastor, have some conversations at your church business meetings and board right. meetings. Um, even if you have to bypass that, sit down and have some conversations with your friends, but don't skip the part of sitting down and having a conversation with Jesus and saying, God, what is it that you would have me to do? Um, listen, and remember, we're going to kind of kind of want to leave you with those words that we heard from Dr. Bird today. I want you to repeat them, Dr. Bird. He's never had a vision for ministry I could afford because if it's God's will, it's his bill. And if it's his choice, it's his invoice. Now, I, I, that's going to preach. I just ask you to give me credit for it. I know that it's going to preach. Yes, sir. I'm going to leave what I heard. Say I got that on the pastor's ground table. I got that on the pastor's ground table. Somebody's just going to say, I heard a preacher say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today here at the Pastors Roundtable, where we do our best to keep ministry relevant, resourced, 
and real. God bless you, everybody. We'll see you next time.